0: Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Merry Christmas to all our listeners and welcome along to a festive podcast. I was just going to say the picture at the far end of this, Richard, you look completely pixelated, but that's how everybody's meant to be over Christmas, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting completely pixelated. It's my birthday tomorrow, so that's going to be a, the first installment of pixelisation.
0: So we're recording a day early because our working schedules mean that we're not going to be in the same place tomorrow and it's all over the van, your birthday anyway. Uh, and Torquay United have changed their arrangements, haven't they? In 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 light of what's happening with COVID and Omicron, or is it Omicron? I'm not quite sure.
1: It's back um, to it's, think... yeah, it's back. It's back to uh, phone calls to Gary, isn't it? Rather than uh, face-to-face press conferences. So yeah, that, that's is. how we've done it this week.
0: Completely understand that as well. It makes perfect sense. There's no point. In putting the uh, the Torquay United bubble at unnecessary risk by having Herbert. Absolutely. So um, yeah, we we completely understand that. And at the moment, um, Boxing Day at home to Oval proceeds as plans, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, one of the one of the few to get games. I I should imagine if it does go ahead, that will go ahead because they're falling like flies at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Exeter's game at Swindon has gone. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks to see what happens, isn't it?
0: It is, because um, as of yesterday, um, spectator sport in Wales and Scotland has to take place behind closed doors.
1: Fewer than 500 that... people?
0: Well, well, yeah, you could put it that way. Um, it means that one of the National League clubs is playing to an empty stadium.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It, even the rest stadium, but um, the rest of the teams will not interesting yes. interesting times ahead i wonder how long before we follow
1: suit i've just had a message come up on my screen saying your internet is unstable i think that's a a, a good uh, way of describing the whole world at the moment
0: yeah i think you're probably right well before we get um, before we get completely pixelated again should we have a listen to what gary had to say when he had a chat with him yesterday
1: let's do that hi gary um is it the consistency that that is frustrating you at the moment i think that's probably right isn't it
2: Yes, I mean, that's frustrated me right from the you know day one, but you, you, you know that you got to just keep working on the naivety bits, you know, the, the people that haven't been around a long time that have maybe come from under 23 football. We've seen they've all got ability, um, but they're still finding their game. They're still finding our game. And when it comes off, it looks great. And when it doesn't come off, it looks terrible. Um, and unfortunately, that was the case on, on Saturday.
1: Um, how disappointing was it on Saturday to, to, to lose uh, not only w- one game against a, a national south side, but two now this season?
2: Yeah, well, we'd be bottom of that league table, wouldn't we, if <laughs> yeah, the national
1: yeah. south yeah. at
2: the moment? Um, uh, listen, you, you, you cry over it for a couple of days. Uh, me and Downsy, we'll give given some home truths in the dressing room. We reviewed a video um, nothing's ever as bad i mean we all hate defeats that's for sure whether you've played well or whether you haven't played well you know what i mean so we you know we we get very disappointed um, but then we we have a full week to work on certain things and what you hope is that as you go along the way um, people start picking up uh, the feeling for it you know the, um, and we, we, we've got people that understand the game more So they've got to be students of the game. Um, We asked them to watch the top games um, over the weekend and see whether their game was anything near what they were doing. And thank God, there was a couple of great games with Man City and Liverpool. Because they have got to be students of the game. And uh, and that's what we're we're after doing. They're all decent players. um, And sometimes you're going to lose a game. And you have to come through it, no matter how disappointing. Work hard and uh, believe in what you're what you doing.
1: There are obviously positives to pick out of the game. I and mean, Danny Wright scoring yeah. game one.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's one. You know, we had a, a lot of the play. Um, we had uh, opportunities. Um, you know, that were should have been goals. Let's say two I can think of was one that where uh, Moxie shot and Sinclair just had to get a good, strong foot to it. Yeah. It was only three yards out, um, and it went into the keeper. And then we had Claddy, who had the, you know, the left foot shot when it was one-all, and that should have been a goal. So there were certain things where we got up there, um, but the most disappointing thing was um, you know we gave away a couple of silly set plays that we didn't need to, and uh, and they were up for it. And a couple of our lads lost concentration, didn't pick up, Um, And then we, you know, unfortunately our goalkeeper dropped one. He made a couple of good saves just before that. Mm. Um, And then, you know, if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it generally leads to a goal.
1: Yeah. Um, How's training this week? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's all a bit bitty with Christmas. What's your schedule?
2: Yeah, we're, um, well, we're in. Um, Every day the boys will spend, you know, they'll have Christmas dinner at, at home. Um, it's all a bit precarious at the moment, yeah. because nobody quite knows what we're going to be allowed to do. But
1: of course, um, that's, that's it, kind it, of my next question, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, and we don't know whether the, the games, you know, at this moment in time, of course, the games aren't on, on Boxing Day. But um, we don't know how soon after Christmas new rules are going to be coming out, if they are. Oh, I've got no link to the government, <laughs> so I don't know any more than anyone else. But, um, so we'll have to wait and see. So, But we're, we're, we're training as if we, we've we got the game on Boxing Day because that's the schedule, of course. Um, and we've been, you know, since we've been back, we had uh, Sunday off and we've been in Monday, we're in Tuesday and um, we're, we're in Thursday, Friday. Um, and then obviously uh, Christmas Day, the boys will spend uh, with their families looking after themselves. Um because many of them haven't seen
1: them for a little while, yeah. and then uh, we're uh, obviously got our game on Sunday. Uh, do you have to look at it as as a case of it will be what what it will be? Because obviously you've got no control over it. So whatever happens, you just have to deal with, yeah. Yeah,
2: you got to deal with it. I mean, uh, let's be honest. Our, our league current league form is not too bad. I yeah.
1: Think. You
2: know, in, in, I think we're. Joint tenth or yeah. something in the in the last eight games. That's we've won the last two league games. You know we we got to put the uh, set game behind us and we we got to keep working on the things that uh, we didn't do well. But we we mustn't lose our, our confidence going into the, the, the league games because actually you know we we've turned it around a little bit from the first ten yeah, games. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, so um, and and that's what we got to do. Now we at the moment. COVID is, a, is, is, is always a problem every at every club, but it's just as much the uh, contacts of people that have got COVID, you know, the people that have to <clears throat> self-isolate. Yeah. If you're in contact, now, obviously, all the football clubs, you've got 20, 30 members of staff all together, and everybody tries to do what they can.
1: Absolutely. But
2: if one gets it, then there's probably three or four that have been in close contact in some way, whether it's on a coach, um, you know, whether it's in a dressing room, um, you know. So you can imagine sometimes you go to non-league grounds and uh, uh, and they're very small. Um, So, uh, you know, you you can't get away from it. Our boys wore their masks for uh, six hours on on, on the bus um, going to... uh, Tunbridge um because we're just trying to do everything to keep them safe at the moment it's not mandatory on a, on a bus but when you're in your own bubble but uh we're trying to do everything we can for them
1: uh, it's co- of course it's different from last season when when you did operate a bubble isn't it sorry Richard you it's, went out it's there? different from from last season when there was a, a, a strict bubble that you operated and you know that's yeah. th- th- this this wave of coronavirus has come in quicker and uh, and it's taken everyone a bit a bit by surprise, isn't
2: it? It is absolutely. Um, but you still got to do your job. Yeah. Uh, you know you, you you owe it to your supporters that are still coming in to support you and travelling. Uh, you know they've got their own worries and problems and yet they, they still travel and uh, absolutely we appreciate what what they do and uh, so therefore we just have to keep keep going. And uh, we make a total judgment at the end of the season when we think we've done well or, or not well. And then adjust to it.
1: Absolutely. Um, two games against uh, Yeovil last year. We were both crackers. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, what, what, you, what, what, I was going to say, you'd take, you'd take the home game again, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, no, of course you will. But, I mean, if we're talking about form, last eight games, then Yeovil are top. Right. Uh, so we're playing a team that's on top of their form at the moment. I think they've had six wins and two draws. So they've done done very well and they've been lucky to sort of pretty much keep the, the same team together. Um, so it will be a very good game. It will be a good game to win. Um, uh, but we're gonna have to you know compete and we're gonna have to play our, our game and try and put the, the pressure on them. We're at home and uh, see, see where it takes us. But it will be very competitive, that's for sure. Um, so I'm looking forward to it because it will get Saturday's game out of, our, out of our hair a little bit.
1: And I think I've asked you this before, but it, it being Yeovil is no different to any other team for you these days, is it?
2: Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I've, I've got every respect for Yeovil anyway. Um, you know, my captain and my April assistant as assistant manager were in our you know, successful years... Was Terry Skiverton and yeah. uh, now I've got there's no animosity with the club whatsoever. But uh, obviously, when they turn up, um, and on on Saturday, on Sunday, then uh, of course they're a rival club. Um, but certainly, as a club, I had some good, nice, yeah. good, successful years. And uh, yeah, but as you say, at three o'clock, it doesn't mean anything because uh, you know my allegiance is very much 100% with uh, the Yellow Army.
1: Absolutely. Well, happy Christmas, Gary. hope it all goes well over Christmas and uh, we we pick up those points and uh, start the year well. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks very much, mate. mate. Cheers, bye. See
0: you. Always interesting to uh, to hear what Gary has to say. It's one of those things, Richard, isn't it? When a, a bad defeat... And even though it was in the FA Trophy, let's not say it was anything other than a bad defeat. And you wonder what the manager's going to have to say. But gary, uh, Gary's gary been down this road before, hasn't he? And he, you know, he knows what he expects of his players and he just didn't get it on Saturday.
1: Sometimes you wonder if they know what he expects of his players. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, we, we've covered, we, we'd be covering old ground if we started talking about the fact that they're young players who are still learning the game as Gary wants it played. So um, let's not do that. But it was a disappointing performance, um, against another yeah. team um, from the, the National South, which we should have beaten. That's that's Havan and Waterlooville and uh, Tunbridge Angels have done for us this season and uh, put us out of both both cup competitions. But hey, we can concentrate on the league now.
0: Yeah, it's a shocking result, though, in, in the true sense of the word, because people who aren't necessarily avid Talk United followers, and you'll have met some of them this week the same as I have, look at that and go, oh, hang on a minute, what's going on up there? Because you lose a game against the team that, um, in the usual very disrespectful way, with all due respect, nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, there was no arguing with the result, was there? I mean, Torquay were beaten. They, you know, they made mistakes, um, made mistakes various p- uh, parts of the pitch up front, midfield, and at the back, and they lost the game. Yeah. It and was it's a, as simple as that.
1: It was a shame for Mark Holstead really to. Uh to drop the ball, uh, which led to the, the winning goal with three minutes to go. Being given the opportunity to, to to get a game again after missing all the games since Sean McDonald returned and um, mm. kind of not doing himself any favours, really. He made a wonderful save just before he dropped the ball, um, you know, yeah. which you thought, well, it's kept us in it and it's going to penalties. And we were three minutes away from penalties when... A minute after he'd made that wonderful save, a cross comes in. He he drops it right into into in the well, drops it in the box into a melee, which uh, ended up with uh, the ball being poked home by them.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate for him. I mean, I know there was a lot of reaction in, in the immediate aftermath. I think I did it as well. You know, you sort of tear your hair right and bang your head on the table a bit with the goalkeeper. But when you look at it in the cold light of day, it's just it was just a team performance that simply wasn't good enough.
1: It, you're right. Um, the, we did talk about a few positives. Uh, myself and Gary on Tuesday when I spoke to him and in the interview you just heard. Danny Wright getting a goal was certainly one. I mean that's going to give him confidence. Yep. Um, but but then again we know Danny Wright is is a goal scorer and will score goals. So. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's difficult really to see many more positives than that. But um, you know, we had to keep going. And Danny we,
0: started the game, though, didn't he? Dan, Danny, Danny started, didn't he? He started. So that, yeah. That is big,
1: yeah, he he played eighty minutes. I, th- to, I think it was yeah. more or less eighty minutes. I can't I can't remember the exact time that Dan Holman came on, but um, he did play most of the game, and yeah. by all accounts had a decent game. I mean, the Sinclair Armstrong had a a wonderful chance. Which uh, he only managed to put into the goalie's body. Um, yeah. So he's, you know, uh, he he's a decent player. We know that. He's he's still only eighteen. We know that. That's that's young for a a striker. Um, he needs to be starting to put a few more of these chances away.
0: He does. He does. He, I mean, he, we had a similar thing last season, didn't we, with Benji Kimvioka mm. who looked absolutely the bee's knees he's fast he's tricky um, but you know every time he got the ball in a goal scoring point, it just didn't quite happen for him
1: yeah I think he's a better um, player you know, than bench- Kempioka no disrespect to Kempioka who's getting on the Sunderland bench these days um, but I think yeah. he is a better player and I think he's he's just young and he's, he's, he's still learning and you know um, I think we'll see him playing for QPR at some point definitely but um, yeah. still got a bit to go
0: and, of course, we're coming to the end of his original loan spell, aren't yeah. we? And, uh, and, and, and,
1: yeah,
2: game's
1: out of it. Now, now you've mentioned this. <laughs> that was one of the questions I meant to ask Gary and completely forgot about. So, yeah, my, my, my Christmas frazzled brain is, uh, yeah, wasn't on, so we need on to, top of to um,
0: We need to get a bit more out of him and it would be nice to in, negotiate a slightly longer loan because we've seen enough to know that he's, um, he's a, a big asset to the squad.
1: Yeah, I'd keep him.
0: Yeah, indeed. So let's look ahead rather than looking behind. We've got Christmas coming up and then three big games coming very, very quickly against teams, you know, local-ish teams who are just above us in the league. Yeah. Three games. I mean, 9.6 points would transform our season, wouldn't they, out of these? That's a lot to ask. Well, we we still are Uh, in in touching
1: distance of the playoffs. Let's not forget that. We're only about three wins away and, and a couple of bad results for teams above us. And we'll be, you know, touching distance to the playoffs. So, um, you know, there's another half a season more or less to go yet. Uh, let's, not, let's, not, let's not strike this one off yet.
0: No, no, I agree with you completely. Um, of course, Yeovil last Boxing Day was an absolute riot at Playmore. It was it a was. great game of football. It
1: was. We want to repeat of that one. As one. Gary said, we want to oh. repeat of the 6-1 win rather than the, uh, the the defeat up there.
0: Yeah. Of course, we lost up there 2-1, didn't we, on New Year's Day? It was the year before that we lost 6-2. Yeah. But uh, yeah. there are always goals in this game. Um, I mean, that, that game against Yeovil Boxing Day last year was memorable for several reasons. I thought the second half, because we were behind the goal then, weren't we? We were in that um, press position that yep. uh, didn't offer us a great view of the whole pitch. But boy, did we enjoy that second half against Yeovil, because they were just coming at us in waves talking.
1: I think fans and were back. every time they attacked. Fans were back as well, weren't they? And um, yeah. there was a good atmosphere. Of course, then fans were, were gone again quite soon after. But it, but at the time, it was a it was a good yeah. And like you say, that second half when 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 was it the second half or the first half? I can't remember when, when they were playing. Torquay were playing towards us, and scoring.
0: They legit looked like scoring every time they attacked, didn't yeah, they? And they did lovely. score on quite a few occasions. It was. It was one of those games, you remember, not necessarily a turning point in the season, but it was a milestone in the season, and it could be again. Um, you know, I mean, the last... talk he won the last two league games. Yep. Gary, whatever he says with his Yeovil past, would love to put one over on Yeovil. Of course he would. I mean, it's just That's... another game. I completely get that. But, um, you know, it's, it's it's a local derby. It's Boxing Day. It's a club where he is still revered, and if memory serves me correctly, he's still 30 foot high on a mural on the side of the stand up
1: there. Yeah.
0: So, you know, who wouldn't want to put one over
2: on them?
1: They, they are on a very, very good run though. They haven't lost in the league for seven games and they've won five of those seven games. And if you add, add uh, an FA cup win and I think a trophy win in there as well, I'm not completely sure without looking up the stats, that's a really good run they're on. And, uh, yeah. Gary did say we're not. If if you if you produced the um, the current form table, we wouldn't be too bad off, but they'd be top.
0: Yeah, I mean they they are on a good run. They they're on better form than they were this time last year, and we're not. So yes. it's it's, it's <laughs> going to be an interesting game. talk are going to have to really raise their game for that. Absolutely. Then the return fixture is on the second on the Sunday, isn't it? Yep. We hope. That's yep. up at Yeovil. Big, big be going up there. A lot of yellow army heading up the A303 for that one. Yep. Looking forward to that. But the game in the middle is going to be tough as well. Eastleigh on the 28th.
1: Yeah, nice local derby. Away at
0: Eastleigh. Yeah, there was our local derby at one time, wasn't it? <laughs> Eastleigh.
1: But, I remember Cheltenham was our local I mean, derby true. at one point, and that was 120-odd <laughs> miles away or something. So, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, the, the, um, it, was, it, was, it was funny the other day uh, for the Stockport game, which, of course, you missed... Um, there were quite a few Stockport press people around, and uh, one of the lads yeah. who obviously works for the club—they must have had about four of them—doing their club radio and club internet and everything—was moaning about how far they have to travel to, so many times this season because they got places like Torquay to come to, and I just thought, don't you, don't you think we have to do that every week, you? <clears throat>
0: We're getting to Barrow and Hartlepool and Torquay and places yeah. like that, and Stockport. The, the, uh, I'm just, if we just pause for a second, there, let me deal with this phone call that's rather rudely come through. Was Thank it your you. mum? Sorry about that. It's one of. The, was it wrong number? It was it. It must have been. must it? If one of the, I've no idea. It was one of the. Um, one of the benefits of working from home is that when the telemarketers ring in the middle of the day. <laughs> There's no way to hide, is there? The phone just rings. But,
1: have you had a ha- accident? Well, have you had, I can't say accident, accident. Have you had a accident recently?
0: In the last three years, yeah. and it's not your fault. Yeah, no, I haven't. No, but uh, there you go. And we managed to stop the dogs from barking, but we couldn't stop the phone from
1: ringing. Reminds me of a, of a very enjoyable night in the pub with some friends, where we we uh, we were trying to link pop songs with. Uh, have you had an accident recently? And. Um, <laughs> Have you okay. have, have you had an accident recently? In the last, have you been carried away by a moonlit shadow? <laughs> there were many more, AM but that that was a good one.
0: Yeah, that that's the song with the line "4 a.m. in the morning" in it, isn't it? Yeah. Is there any other 4 a.m. Did you really <laughs> need to say anyway? We digress. Right, so we digress. Well, what I was going to do, we were going to kind of let people off for good behaviour as yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, you don't want to hear here, any but, more of this. But at I
0: I wanted to read you just a little bit of a, a ghost story from Christmas past, if you like. Go for now, it. We, we actually forgot the name of this book a couple of weeks ago, and then I went upstairs and had a rummage around, and I actually found it. It's <laughs> Devon Darby's 1920 to 2001 by Mike Holgate, which I'd, is the I'd, name I'd the just like to point
1: out to, to listeners that the guy is resplendent in his Scrooge outfit. <laughs> complete with cap. Um
0: I picked this book up and I started flipping through it looking for something particular and about an hour later I was still reading it. So yeah. um, I don't think you still get it.
1: Published I've got, by I've got of Publishing
0: of yeah. Gloucestershire uh, by Mike Holgate's uh, Devon Derbys. But take you back to the Boxing Day of 1969, Richard. I was nine years old. And I was still a glint. <laughs> there were 17,128 people at Home Park to watch Plymouth Argyle host Chalker United in a third division match. Okay. Actually, I'll give you both teams. Argyle, Martin Clamp, John Hoare, David Lean, Winston Foster, Colin Sullivan, Norman Piper, Steve Davey, Aidan Mather, Richard Reynolds, Derek Rickard, Mike Bickle, of whom, a bit more later, they were managed by Billy Bingham. Mm -hmm. The mighty goals were Andy Donnelly, Cecil Smythe, Jimmy Dunn, Bill Kitchener, Brian Joy, Tommy Mitchinson, Mickey Cave, Eric Welsh, Alan Welsh, no relation, John Rudge and Tony Scott, in, managed in, by Alan Brown.
1: In my head, you know, like when, when, when uh, the, the people at Playmore, the person at Playmore reads out the team and there's a little cheer for each player. In my head, there was a little cheer for each player, the Torquay players.
0: I should have left a gap, really, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, I'm not going to read you the whole match report, but uh, the final score was Plymouth Argyle 6, Torquay United nil. Oh. And I remember the chill of hearing this result. I would have been—I didn't—I wasn't at the game. I would have been down at my grandparents' house because it was their wedding anniversary on Boxing Day. We were always there on Boxing Day. And I would somewhere from the TV or the radio, I would have heard this result: Plymouth Argyle six Torquay United. Now I wouldn't have been able to believe it. I would have been in my second season supporting Torquay or third season supporting Torquay. According to Mike Holgate, here we go. Um, This time, the talkie team had been stuffed like a Christmas turkey, and they trooped off the pitch to be roasted by their new manager, Alan Brown. It had been a baptism of fire for Brown, who had just taken over the reins of one of United's most successful teams, Franco Farrell, who had accepted the challenge of trying to save first division side Leicester City from relegation. Frank had earlier turned down overtures from Home Park and recommended Billy Bingham for the job. After this amazing derby result, the Argyle manager was left believing that perhaps there was a Santa Claus after all. Sports editors dubbed Mike Bickle, who scored four of Argyle's six goals, the fastest milkman in the West. As the former co-op delivery man tore through opposition defences, eight goals in six reserve games had convinced Argyle to sign the striker, and he established himself in the first team the following season and became the club's leading marksman during four consecutive league campaigns. That was Mike Biffle. His career was cut short by injury. And we've had a little look online to see if we can track him down. But he retired from football quite early through injury. Uh, he appears to have gone to work in the dockyards down at Devonport. Right. And uh, nobody seemed, there doesn't seem to be any record of him since. But you would like to think... Somebody with a you know a, a big pedigree like that in the Devon derbies is, uh, is still doing well. If anybody out there knows of Mike Bickle, it would be nice to know what he's doing. He was responsible for a miserable Boxing Day for me when I was nine, but I don't hold that against him.
1: That's so cruel, Guy. <laughs> four
0: goals. I don't think anybody's ever done that in uh, a talkie Plymouth match. We've had hat-tricks. Yeah. We've had outstanding performances, but always Mike Bickle's four in a 6-0 win will stick in my mind forever.
1: I can only think of one other occasion when a, a player scored four goals against us and we went and signed him.
0: We did. We yeah. did. We, yeah, it was Andy McFarlane, wasn't it?
1: It was, yeah.
0: And he scored four for Scunthorpe in an 8-1 victory at Playmore. Another
1: another one that I couldn't believe when it came up on, t- on Teletext when I was living in Norwich. And um, they they had that... that they they always made that point by putting writing out the word eight just in case you thought <laughs> it was a mistake.
0: Yeah, I bet they would have done on the uh, the teleprinter on that boxing there as well. Yeah. Plymouth Hogar six brackets S I X close brackets <laughs> talking united. <laughs> but there you go. That's our. that's a little Christmas ghost story for you. And if Mike Bick Terrifying is around that was anyway, guy. we would never hear from him. It won't happen again. Well, we, when was the last time we conceded six on the bottom? Well, oh, yeah, two years ago.
1: But, <laughs> against Oval. <Yeovil.
0: laughs> against Yeovil. But we shall see. Wish you all a very Merry Christmas, listeners. I uh, Hope you have a great one. Hope you stay safe and clear of the Omicron virus. Let's hope we carry on watching football into the new year, Richard.
1: Let's hope so. Uh, I mean, I've done a piece this week that's gone all the papers where, um, you know, the, the Peninsula League looks... looks... <laughs> Like it will probably have to stop at one point if there is no indoor hosting of pubs, etc. You know, if they're forced to, to mm. go outside, which uh, uh, the secretary of the provincial League, um, Phil Hirscox said, you know, it's all very well. Nice, ni- nice pub by a river in the summer, but not a football club in the winter. Um you know no, the, the, no, those wrong. clubs will have to close their bars, and with that goes goes the majority of their, their takings for the day, and with that goes goes the games so I expect a lot of non league football even if there's not a a a, lock, a lockdown that necessitates football being stopped I expect mm. a lot of leagues to go after Christmas just to protect their finances
0: and I wonder if there will come a point where the um The government in England follows the uh, lead of the government in Wales and Scotland and says behind closed doors.
1: Who knows, Guy?
0: Who knows, indeed. Who knows. Have a happy Christmas, anyway. We'll be back next week. We may know next week. Yeah, absolutely. And a happy birthday to you for tomorrow, mate.
1: Did you hire the choir to sing us out?
0: I didn't. I thought you were doing that.
1: Uh, No, I... Oh. Oh, okay. Oh well, King's uh, College came Next big, so year, standing
0: by. Yeah, next year. Next right? year, we're we'll doing next uh, year.
1: Yeah.
0: But happy birthday to you for tomorrow.
1: Oh, thank you. Have thank a good you. one. Twenty-one.
0: Try right, of course. And in the meantime, as ever,
1: come on, come you, on
0: yellows. you yellows.
1: Perfect.